Genesis chapter number 50. I'm going to begin reading, if you will follow along with me, in verse number 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preventure hate us, will certainly requite us of all the evil which we had did unto him. Now, what evil did they do? <clears throat> Those that maybe have been in church a long time, um, you would know the story, but maybe you're newer to church. What happened is jo Joseph had a dream. And in that dream, it, there were uh, things that were bowing to him and kind of set him up like he was the king. And, and uh, he told his brother in this. And, and they saw him as the one that was set up and they were bowing to him and they got jealous. And on top of that, Joseph's father, the Bible says, loved him or cared for him more than his brother. And it made his brothers jealous. Joseph's father made him a coat of many colors and gave him this, and that caused his brothers to be even more jealous of Joseph. And there was a time where Joseph was out in the field, and they were caring for their father's flock, and, and Joseph was there, and they saw an opportunity to, to get, do away with Joseph. And so they, they took Joseph, and they threw him into a pit, and, and they took that coat of many colors from him, and they ripped it up and put uh, animal's blood on it, and they sold Joseph into slavery, into Egypt, and they took that coat back to Joseph's father, to their father, and they said that Joseph was killed. And so Joseph's father began to mourn because Joseph was dead. His brothers went on with their life because their problem was, was gone. Joseph now is sold into slavery, and he becomes uh, a slave for Potiphar, some, a man by the name of Potiphar. And Potiphar was, was uh, at a, a prestigious level uh, in there in Egypt, and, and Potiphar's wife saw Joseph and desired to have Joseph. And so Joseph and Potiphar's wife was alone one time in their house, and Potiphar was away, and she made an advance toward Joseph, and Joseph resisted her. And she grabbed Joseph by his coat and Joseph got away. And once again, Joseph finds himself in trouble. Joseph is now taken and placed in prison. Joseph, once again, is placed in prison. And in prison, Joseph is there. And Joseph probably at that point thought life was over. But Joseph continued to worship God and serve God. There were some dreams that, that uh, uh, those in prison had, and, and uh, Joseph told what those dreams were. For one, it was death, and for the other, it was release. And that one that was released went into the house of uh, Pharaoh and, and told Pharaoh later on that Pharaoh, I know someone that can tell dreams because Pharaoh had a dream. And what that dream was is that a famine was going to come to Egypt. And, and, and uh, uh, so, so Pharaoh didn't know the meaning, but it troubled him that there was this dream. And so Joseph came out of prison and told Pharaoh the meaning of his dream. And Pharaoh then said to Joseph, I'm going to set you second command of all of Egypt and prepare for this famine. And Joseph did that. Well, that famine hit more than Egypt. That famine also hit his homeland. His brothers came down and didn't realize it was Joseph. And so here is Joseph. He was lied about. He was placed in a pit, sold into slavery. His father thinks he's dead. His brothers turn their back on him. Their brother, his brothers hate him. And Joseph now is second in command of all of Egypt and his brothers are there in front of him. Most people 
would have their vengeance. It's my opportunity. You have hurt me. This is my opportunity. Most, even some, might say God has now given me an opportunity to get back at you. But not Joseph. We find in verse number 50 that Joseph, his father is dead. His brothers now come to him and they're afraid that Joseph was only being kind to them because he didn't want to hurt his father. The only thing that was protecting Joseph from getting back at his brothers was the fact that his dad was still alive. That's what his brothers thought. Now we find in verse number 50 that Joseph, his brother is dead, his, his brethren, they are now afraid that Joseph is going to now repay to them all of the hurt and all the pain and all the suffering they gave to Joseph. In verse number 16, and they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died saying, so shall you say unto Joseph. So they had this conversation with dad. They said, dad wanted us to say this to you. This is what dad told us. Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of God, of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And I want you to circle that. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. Joseph wept. And his brethren also went and fell on their face, down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not. Circle this phrase, what a wonderful phrase. For I, for am I in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not. I will nourish you in your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. I read this passage of scripture and I wonder what kind of man is Joseph. Think about that. Joseph is the favorite son. He's a slave. He's a servant. He's a prisoner. And now he's a ruler. What kind of man is Joseph? Joseph, who has the opportunity to get back at all of those that have hurt him. Joseph, that could have started the list from his brothers to, to Potiphar, to Potiphar's wife, to, to, to those in prison, those, those that have caused him so much grief. Joseph was in a place now in his life where he could start to make a list, and he could on that list say, I am going to get vengeance. I am going to get back at every single person that has ever hurt me in life. The interesting thing is this, that Joseph's life was full of hurt. There's a lot of people that have hurt him. But you know what I realized? Joseph's life isn't much different than our lives. There's a lot of people in life that has caused us hurt as well. And Joseph continues to, in his life, continues to go from person to person that is causing him hurt. And how, how can one man endure so much pain? How could Joseph, one man, endure so much pain 
Joseph is the favorite son of, of Jacob. You're the son that your father made this coat of many colors. And Genesis chapter 37 tells us of this, this coat that he had made. In, in, in your brother, and they called him dreamer. In Genesis chapter 37, we find where his brethren are upset with him. They're, they're mocking him. They're upset with him. They're calling him dreamer. Who do you think you are, Joseph, to dream a dream and we're going to bow to you? You're a dreamer. He was sold by his brother in slavery in the same chapter in 20, uh, chapter 37. He was bought by Potiphar and became a servant in his house. And now he's lied about and Joseph finds himself in prison. Who is Joseph? And how could a man like Joseph keep going when it seems like every time he turns around, somebody is against him? Every time he turns around, it seems like somebody is, is doing something to him to cause him hurt or cause him harm. He's been mocked, and Joseph in his life has been violated. He's been abandoned. Joseph's been abused. Joseph's been envied. Joseph's been lied about. Joseph's been forsaken. He's been cheated. He's been mistreated, and he's been treated unfairly. And that, to this point, is the story of Joseph's life. If you looked at Joseph's life, you would say, what good could come out of Joseph's life? At a young age, his family rejects him. And then, and then, he, and then as, a, as he gets into Egypt, he is placed in prison. What good could come out of somebody's life that's been treated so unfairly? But it's interesting this, and Joseph identified it in, in verse, uh, chapter number 50, that God had a plan for Joseph's life. And in Joseph's life, at any point leading up to this place, he could have said, what value do I have? It's probably worth me just giving up. Everyone that I'm supposed to trust is, is, is hurt me. Everyone that I'm supposed to be able to rely upon has hurt me. What value do I have in life? But Joseph realized this. The value of his life wasn't based on how someone thought about him. The value of his life was based upon what God's will was for him. There's a difference. Joseph knew that God had a plan for his life. How can a man have all this happen and be innocent and remain right with God? How could a man like this have all of this happen to him? And he's innocent. And he still remain right with God. Could you? Could I? And I want us to look in verse or chapter number 50, and I want us to take some thoughts that I hope and pray will help us today understand some things about Joseph that we can apply to our life. Joseph, in verse number 17, the Bible says, So shall ye, shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now trespass of thy brethren in their sin for they did unto thee evil and now we pray thee forgive the trespass of thy servants of God of thy father and this is where I ask you to circle and Joseph wept when they spake unto him Joseph wept not because not because he was upset with what they had done Joseph wept because Joseph had already forgiven them when they came to Joseph, they, for all those years, were holding on to that hurt, holding on to that pain, holding on to what they have done to Joseph, and Joseph had forgiven them years ago. 
Joseph wasn't holding on to all of this hurt. Joseph wasn't holding on to what his brother had done. Joseph wasn't holding on to what Potiphar's wife had done to him. Joseph, he was not holding on to the hurt from the past. Joseph had already forgiven. And when his brethren came to him, he began to weep. And the reason why he began to weep was not because uh, 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 he was upset with them. You know, Joseph had already determined, I have forgiven you. His forgiveness was not based upon the fact that his father was alive or his father was dead. His forgiveness was based upon he knew he was in the place of God. I want you to write this down if you would, please. When it's all said and done, it's not what you remember that matters but rather it's about what you forget. When it's all said and done, and Joseph understood this, when it was all said and done, it's not about what I remember that matters. It's what I'm willing to forget. Do you know what brought tears to Joseph? He'd already put that behind him. They were wanting to bring up something that happened in the past that Joseph was already forgiven. They wanted to bring something back up that they had done that Joseph had already chosen to forget about. Joseph wasn't going to bring evil. Joseph was not going to bring harm. Joseph had no desire to imprison his brethren. Joseph had no desire to put them in captivity. He had no desire to do to them what they had done to him. He wanted to love them. He wanted to cherish them. He wanted to nourish them. He wanted to care for them. How could Joseph do such a thing? Because Joseph knew this. When it was all said and done, what mattered was what you were willing to forget not what you were willing to hold on to. You know, there are so many in life. Joseph learned, and I believe that we could learn the lessons that Joseph has already learned. Joseph learned to re- not to remember the pain. Too many people, they hold on to the pain. Too many people hold on to things that have happened in their past, and they never let these things go. In any moment in life, they bring those things back up. Listen to me, they've already been forgiven. If you've asked God for forgiveness, he has already forgiven you. If you've asked the person you've hurt for forgiveness, they've already forgiven you. Listen, it's time that we stop holding on to pain. We stop holding on to hurt. And we take the example that Joseph gave us here today and not live in the past and not live in hurt, but accept what's happened in the past, be willing to forget what has happened in the past and move on and live our life pleasing to the Lord. You know what Joseph understood? If I respond the way my brothers responded to me, I am just like them. But God has me in this place for a purpose. You see that? Look with me. Look with me in verse number 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Joseph had a plan for his life that was not Joseph's plan, but it was God's plan. If Joseph made a plan for his life, he probably would not have been sold into slavery. He probably wouldn't have been rejected by his brother. He probably wouldn't have gone into prison, lied about by Potiphar's wife. That was probably not the plan that Joseph desired. It was probably not the plan that Joseph would pick for himself. But Joseph understood this. That's the plan that God had for me. And if that's God's plan for my life, then I'm going to accept that plan. And as that plan unfolds, I am not going to get out of the will of God. I am not going to get out of what God has for me. I'm going to accept what life has. I'm going to accept what God is doing. And I'm not going to hold on to the past because I want God to use me and I want my life to matter. 
Listen, if Joseph would have responded the way his brothers responded, if Joseph would have responded the way Potiphar's wife would have responded, Joseph would have been just like them, and God couldn't have used him. Listen, all of us here ought to desire for God to use our life. And God allows things into our life at times that we don't understand. God allows things into our life that we don't like. God allows hurt. God allows suffering into our life. On Wednesday evenings, we're preaching through the book of 1 Peter and what Peter is telling the believers there, that suffering does come even to believers. And we can't run when suffering comes. We can't get offended when suffering comes. We can't turn our back on God when suffering comes. We need to have a heart of forgiveness because God uses suffering to accomplish in our lives what he desires to accomplish. And Joseph understood that. Joseph understood, number one, when it's all said and done, it's not what you remember that matters, but rather it's about what you forget. You know, when Adam sinned, God clothed him. Think about that picture in the garden. Here's an almighty God, the creator of this universe, holy, righteous. He creates mankind so that mankind would fellowship with him. He's walking in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden and fellowshipping and, and, and man and, and uh, Adam and Eve are worshiping God. And what a wonderful, wonderful thing that must have been. Man turned on God. God said that you could have anything in the garden that you want, but this one thing, this, this tree you cannot eat from. And that's the tree, tree they ate from. Adam chooses to eat of that tree and she gives it to, uh, 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 or Eve does, and Adam then takes that fruit and he also eats of it and they hide themselves and they realize that they're naked. They realize they've sinned and they're hiding from God and God who's used to coming down and fellowshipping with man, he, appro he approached the garden that day and man was not to be found. God in his love and in his mercy calls out for Adam, knowing where Adam is, still calling out for Adam, still calling out for someone that has turned from God, and he clothes him that day. What a wonderful example of forgiveness. Giving us a picture of what's going to come, a sacrifice is going to be made, and that sacrifice was the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and all those that put their faith and trust in Jesus can have the forgiveness of God, can be reconciled back to God, can be redeemed back to God, and God gave us that beautiful picture all the way back in the Garden of Eden that you and I can have the day through Jesus Christ. It's forgiveness. When David sinned, you remember David was, was supposed to be at war, but David chose to sin. He uh, came back, he stayed, stayed in his home, he looked out on his rooftop, and he saw Bathsheba, and he called for Bathsheba, and Bathsheba then comes to his house, and, and they have a, a relationship, and she becomes pregnant with child, and Joseph then kills, kills uh, uh, Bathsheba's uh, husband to, to, to cover this crime up, and takes Bathsheba, and God, God takes his child. God in his mercy and his grace, he gives David Solomon. What a wonderful story of forgiveness. Another 
I remember as Samson. Samson was one that God wanted to bless and God wanted to use as one of the judges. He said, Samson, I'll give you strength. I'll give you physical strength. I want you to be able to, to protect Israel as one of the judges. And Samson, with God's strength, would go out and he'd kill hundreds of Philistines with his, with, uh, by himself. And he'd battle and he'd fight and he'd get victory. But Samson chose the sin. The Philistines plucked his eyes out. But Samson's hair began to grow once again. Samson stood between two pillars and he said, God, give me strength once again. And the Bible says that he pushed those two pillars out and that building came down. And in his death, he killed more Philistines than in his life. What a wonderful picture of God's forgiveness. When Peter sinned, God gave him a Pentecost. And when you sinned and I sinned, God gave us the cross, Jesus Christ. I want you to write this down. I've said this many a times before, and I say it again today. No one, no one has ever hurt you more than you have hurt Jesus Christ. I want you to write the second thing down, if, I, if you would, please. Number, number two, when it's all said and done, it's not what you achieve to in life, but it's what you become. When it's all said and done, it's not what you have achieved to in life it's what you've become if you'll look right up this way i know there's a situation over here we've got people caring for it but if you'll if you'll write this down when it's all said and done it's not what you achieve in your life it's it's what you have become now listen closely here joseph achieved second in command in egypt think about that only person more powerful than him was Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, you can run everything. Joseph could have had his brothers killed. Joseph, as I said earlier, could have gone back and, 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 and taken care of anyone that had ever wronged him. But Joseph chose not to. Joseph here, he wept when his brothers came to him and in thinking that they needed to use their father as leverage to ask Joseph for forgiveness. What Joseph had already forgiven, Joseph had already determined that my life was going to matter for God. I'm going to live my life pleasing the Lord. Joseph had already come to that place in his mind where that was his focus and that was his goal. Joseph could have, he could have allowed all that hurt to make him bitter. Joseph could have allowed all that pain to make him uh, upset. Joseph could have used all of that hurt and taken out on those that he have hurt him. But Joseph knew this. It's not what I achieve in life. It's what I become. What Joseph became was somebody that was concerned with nourishing others. It's important. You see, there's a lot of people in life, they hold on to things from the past and they become bitter. They become angry. Do you ever talk to someone that got hurt many years ago by somebody and they still hold on to it? And every time you talk to them, it comes up. And you want to say to them, that happened so many years ago, get over it. 
Listen, Joseph knew this. If I hold on to all of that, it doesn't matter if I become second command of all of Egypt. If I hold on to that hurt, if I hold on to that pain, if I hold on to that sorrow, if I hold on to those things, I'm going to become a bitter person and God can't use me if I become that. I'd rather achieve. I'd I'd rather achieve second command and be kind and gracious and loving than to achieve second command and become a bitter person. We need to realize this. It's about what we become. Our kids, each week, if they're in a Moana, they memorize verses. How many of you, your kids have memorized verses, whether in school or Sunday school? Yeah. You know, if we teach our children, they memorize all of those things, yet they don't become what they're memorizing. What value is it? I don't want my children to just memorize Scripture for the sake of memorizing it to get a grade or to get a signature on a paper. I want what they are memorizing, I want them to become that. I don't want them just to come to church and and memorize Scripture and and know know how to get through church. I want them to become what they're being taught. And Joseph realized this. And Joseph understood this. And Joseph, he realized, if I achieve second command of all of Egypt, but I become what those have hurt me are, then I have failed. I want you to write this down, number three. When it's all said and done, it's not about the way up, but the way down. Now think about this. Joseph was achieving status. But Joseph dealt with people like this. Joseph had a desire to serve others. Joseph knew this. It's not about climbing to become second in command of all of Egypt. It's about staying and having a servant's heart. Joseph said, isn't this in the place, aren't we in a place of God? Didn't God use all of this so that many people could be saved? Joseph was wise enough to understand and spiritual enough to understand that yes, even though things in his life were coming in that he didn't appreciate and he didn't like, he knew this, that God was using those things so that Joseph could in turn be used of God to be a blessing to others. God is working in your life and whatever he is doing in your life, he's doing it so that you could serve others. If you're a child of God, your life is supposed to be spent being a servant to other people. It's not about how high you become. It's not about a stature you get in life. It's not about your promotions that you're getting. It's about this. Are you still a servant? Do you still have a desire to seek to help others? Do you still have a desire to to allow your life to be used for God's glory? However, he chooses to use it. Do you still want to be a servant so others get fed because you were submissive to God? You see, when it's all said and done, it's not about the way up. It's about the way down. Joseph knew this as well. When it's all said and done, it's not about who you, what you know, 
but rather who you know. Look with me in Genesis chapter 41. Joseph is having a conversation with Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream. Look with me in verse number 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh. Genesis 41, verse number 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh of saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Pharaoh says, Joseph, I hear you're the one that tells this d- d- dreams. I, I hear you can interpret dreams. I, I've got a dream and I want you to give me an answer. And Joseph says, it's not about me. It's about God. Joseph knew it's not about what you know, but rather who you know. Joseph was not going to take any success he had in life. Joseph was not going to take it to himself. He was going to give it back to God. He said, Pharaoh, the only reason I'm standing before you is not because I have something to give. It's because God has allowed me to. And because Joseph knew that in chapter number 50, when his brothers came to him upset and thinking that he was not going to forgive them, what he said, why he weeped inside, why he said, I can't believe you, you still think I'm holding on to this. Why? Because he says, it's not about me, it's about God. Listen, our lives, we need to live our lives where they're not about us. They're about God. And God using us so that others get fed. Listen to me, child of God, once you are saved, God has a purpose for your life, and your purpose now is so that others can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. A Christian that's not sharing the gospel is a Christian that is not living his life pleasing the Lord. God desires for you to be a blessing and a help and an encouragement and give, give life, give everlasting life and hope to a lost and dying world. And here's Joseph who could have taken all the credit for himself. He could have said, oh, king, oh, Pharaoh, I am the smartest. I do know the answer. He could have said, I've now achieved a second in command. I'm somebody. Look what I've become. No, instead, what he said was this. It's not about me. It's about God. Listen, the sooner we get to the place where we realize that our life is not about us, but that our life is about God, it's not about what you know, but rather it's about who you know. And as long as you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, it doesn't matter what the pain you've been in. It doesn't matter the misery you've been in. It doesn't matter the hurt you've had because you'll realize this, that God can use all of that to bring glory to himself. Joseph's life wasn't failed. If you just study one point of his life in context by itself, you would find, boy, Joseph was abandoned by his brother. His life must not matter. Boy, Joseph was placed in the prison. His life must not matter. But you can't just take one glimpse of Joseph's life and decide if his life was a success or a failure. You've got to take the entire look at his life. And you know what you realize? That God was allowing this hurt and God was allowing this pain and God was allowing this suffering because God had a plan for Joseph's life that turned others back to God and God will do the same with your life and lastly I want you to write this down when it's all said and done it's not what you get but you're willing to, but what you're willing to give that matters when it's all said and done 
It's not what you get, but what are you willing to give that matters. Joseph was willing to give so that those that hurt him could live. Listen, I'm a human and you're a human. We got red blood going through our veins. The hardest thing I would think for Joseph to do was when Potiphar and Mrs. Potiphar came to get corn. He gave them their share. When those prison guards that probably didn't treat Joseph right came to get corn, he gave them their share. When his brothers that lied about him and cast him in that pit and wounded him and hurt him physically and emotionally came to get corn, he gave them their share. You see, Joseph knew this when it's all said and done. It's not about what I get, but what am I willing to give? Listen, you can't hold back. Somebody's hurt you. Somebody's wounded you. You can't hold back and say, I'm not going to love any longer. I'm not going to give myself any longer. I'm not going to do that anymore to myself. Joseph said this, I've been hurt, and I'm going to love. I've been treated unfairly. I'm going to give. I've been lied about. And I'm going to share. Because God has a plan for my life. And it's more important for me to follow that plan that it is for me to get upset and bitter and God not be able to accomplish in my life what he desires to accomplish. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, Come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I love this part of this verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Joseph, you have power, you have prestige, you have authority, and you used it to bless others. How could you do such a thing? But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Joseph knew that his life mattered when his life was lived pleasing to God. Have you been hurt? Of course you have. <laughs> have you suffered? Of course you have.
But no one has hurt you as much as you've hurt Jesus Christ. And Jesus willingly went to the cross. And He hung there suspended between heaven and earth. And every sin that you and I have ever committed, He bore those sins on His body so that we could be forgiven. Forgive. When it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, how are you going to respond?